Hey, all you intrepid architects out there. If you believe design can change the world, then you've found your humans here on this show, Architecting. My name is Angela Mazzi, and I'm an architect and career coach who's figured out how to live my passion while claiming a successful architecture career and lifestyle. This show is about the architect as a person and will help you bypass the status quo traps in our profession while teaching you how to make an impact in your career. We need to stand in our power as architects and use our skills to make great places. If you're with me, let's get architecting. Bright Lights, Angela here, and it is great to be back with you after a week off for Thanksgiving to enjoy some much-needed rest, rejuvenation, and wonderful visits with friends and family. I don't get to see that often, and as we hit the holiday season full stride, I know that you are looking forward to a lot, but you're also asking a lot of yourself. Work doesn't slow down even when we want to. And I just wanted to make sure that you are aware that I am here for you during this time. Grab yourself a lightning session, just 30 minutes of coaching to help you reset and recalibrate so you feel ready for the holidays. And in that same spirit of self-care, it is the perfect time to bring on Three amazing guests who I want you to give a warm welcome to today, the founders of Mothers in Architecture, your go-to resource for everything from professional to personal needs and one of the most truly supportive communities you can find. Let's meet them without further ado. Welcome everyone to Architecting. I'm your host, Angela Mazzi, and I am so excited today to have with me the three amazing women who founded Mothers in Architecture. Elsa Contreras has a background in interior design and construction management and has been an adjunct professor at Bakersfield College teaching building code. So she's kind of running the gamut there from tangible and in your face to the very, you know, prescriptive and codes. Bianca Biebling is an architect and mother of two young children who has the experience of being both a stay-at-home parent and transitioning back to being a working mom, which I think many of us can relate to. And she's also now a small firm owner. Tara Wood-Dozar is a practicing architect, and she's got over 20 years in the profession. But before she started as an architect, she also worked in, I love this, the Soho District of New York City, working with a couture fashion design house, Morgan Le Fay. So I, I think that is fascinating how you got from fashion to architecture. Welcome, ladies. It's so great to have you all here. Thank you for having us. Well, thank you for having us. Exciting. So I'd love to start off with you just sharing how the three of you met and what was going on in your life or your careers at that time that made you decide you needed to create this community. Well, I was a stay-at-home mom and um, I had always kind of missed working. I felt like that was a big part of my identity that I missed. 
Um, but I felt like because I had been out of the profession for so long, I mean, I think it was like, gosh, eight years at that point, I thought maybe that ship had sailed, you know, so I posted a conversation, you know, a question saying, you know, does anybody have any experience? Or do you think it's possible? Should I even try? And, you know, a few people chimed in, especially Elsa and Tara, and they were like, absolutely, you know, the, su the support was there right away. And as we had the conversation, we realized but there's a lot of people in this position and, and other mom positions that, you know, we decided to create this community together. At the time, I had just gotten approved to start testing and I, my oldest was a few months. So um, I had questions too, but my questions were directed. How do you manage studying and have a baby at the time? You know, how do you do both? How do you do all three and working and running a house, all four? All of the above, whatever that is. <laughs> everything. <laughs> so, everything. So you can, you know, certain forums, you, you know, that you're limited as to what you can talk about and what you can bring up to, to everybody. So that encouraged us even more to start this group. Yeah, I had just finished exams, I think at that point, as a nursing mom. Uh, and I remember some questions came up about how do you take the ARE when some of the exams are four to six hours long and you need to pump after two or three hours or you need to nurse your baby. And if you call the testing people, they'll tell you that there are accommodations that can be made and you apply and it's a long process and they send you a special code for registering for your exams. I found out that when you use that special code, you can't get a spot at Prometric. So there was a lot of kind of inside information that we had and, and some of the technical issues about nursing and pumping while doing construction management or architecture um, or things we didn't really feel like talking about in an open forum and thought maybe we could create a private space where we could talk about issues that are specific, not just to women, but to moms. I think it's interesting that it isn't just a woman architect community, but specifically mothers and that you are addressing some of those very, very specific issues. I was actually recommended to the community by a colleague of mine a couple of years ago, and I was really impressed at both the range of support, everything from very technical questions about building codes all the way to the, I've just had a bad day and I need to vent range of content and how support supportive the community is, it really allows that safe space to be vulnerable. Um, yeah, on a daily basis, I know many of us, we don't have anywhere to, I don't want to say complain, but to vent, you know, we're really, we're overwhelmed, we're stretched thin, pandemic, of course, I don't need to say anymore. So we want to encourage moms to, you know, just lay it all on the table, judge free. And understand more than other, you know, other moms in the similar situation. We, we all understand it's difficult. We have um, almost 2,500 members now and over 80% participation rate. Is that what you wow. thought, Elsa? Yeah. Um, yeah. So women are really finding it a useful place to just ask questions and not, you know, even the technical questions, sometimes a mom or a woman might feel a little insecure to ask a question because you feel like you should know these things already sometimes. And so it's fun to see all of the really nice detail questions and technical questions and how to charge for your work also is talked about openly there, which is nice. Yeah, it helps you understand your value. So I went from being a stay-at-home mom and then, you know, with the encouragement of the community, I applied for my first job 
and I got an offer and I took it to the ladies and I was like, what do you think about this? And most of them were like, no, you can get more. And I negotiated and it gave me the, you know, the strength and the confidence to do that. That's great that people really do feel that they can share. When you first started, did you invite some other mothers in architecture that you knew? What got this off the ground and really built the community you have today? We just got the word out, you know, just got the word out. We have a mom group and from there on, it just took off. We didn't expect for this to be, I would say a movement because it really is a movement. Moms feel like, you know, we have a voice, you know, we're being heard, but you know, amongst each other, we feel empowered. Many of mm-hmm. our moms feel empowered and that's what I see a lot in our group. So I know on my end, I didn't expect for this group to blow up the way it did. <laughs> yeah, I think it was just kind of organic. You know, I think we went yeah. invited our friends at, you know, our classmates from however many years ago and just all of our connections from that point. And it kind of just grew naturally. We were interviewed for a podcast from Mark from Entry Architect and, uh, and he introduced us to the community or the community, his community to us. And I think that that, you know, maybe that brought some members and he always encourages us to to share about our group there because there, you know, there's other people that might be interested and want to join too that haven't heard about it yet. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting because personally, I had been very resistive of the label of woman architect for most of my career. I was kind of like, I don't need a qualifier. I'm just an architect. And what I've come to realize, though, as I've, you know, moved on in my career is how much people need to have things modeled for them and how Mm -hmm. much they need support. And that, you know, we kind of reach for the highest branch we can see. And when we don't see someone doing something, we don't necessarily even think or know that that's possible for us. And I think that's one of the great things that you're doing is celebrating wins and sharing stories because it does let someone who maybe is not as far along in their career I know you've got a lot of very younger, not quite registered architects in the group as well. See what's possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you feel very lonely sometimes as a mother architect. I've had some incredible woman role models, um, but very few mother role models in the profession because so many women leave when they have children. It's not the most high paying profession and it's incredibly demanding and stressful. So uh, we, we lose a lot of those people who would be role models because of the nature of the profession. So I'm hoping that, you know, having this group, being able to advocate for each other and encourage each other, we can encourage more women to stick around and provide, become those role models for the next generation coming up. Tara, and I love that you made that distinction that it's not just that you're a woman architect, but being a mother just adds one more layer to what it means to be in this profession. Yeah. And I think, you know, lately there's a lot more equality emerging in relationships where there's a lot more in common. I have a lot more in common with my male parent colleagues now than I did 20 years ago. Because also the men that are architects that have children that I know have wives that also work. But when I started out, it wasn't that way. Or if they worked, they worked part-time and took care of the children. So it's interesting to see. I remember fighting for flexible hours so that I could, you know, take my child to a doctor's appointment and then make up the hours later. And it it wasn't really accepted. And then the men started using that also. And now it's kind of, and now after COVID now, everybody's kind of 
working from home and at the office and, and implementing flexible hours. But so hopefully uh, the things that we fight for, for mothers actually benefit everybody, including the dads and, and other family types that are in the profession too. Raising that bar about what our expectations should be. I think that's one of the things that bugs me the most about our profession is this idea that you must kill yourself at the altar of work. And other industries, I do that quite as much. Yeah. And I think when you have a family and little kids at home, your priorities, you know, you start to realize I don't want to spend all day and all night at work. You know, I, I want to be with my kids. And that's one thing that, that the, some of the more experienced women in the group taught me is that, you know, it's possible. You can have your own firm. You can set your own schedule. You can take on as much work as you can, or that if you need to scale back, you can, you, know, you can have that control and flexibility and be able to be with your kids as, as much as possible. You're maintaining your own physical health. Yes. Yeah. Working all night over 20 years, starts to catch up with you after a while. And kids are a makeup call. You don't, you want to be there for them and you want to be healthy and strong for them. Yeah, the moms in the group definitely helped me. They helped me how to say no. <laughs> you know, I was always a yes, yes, because, you know, I'm in the beginning of my career. So motherhood and career are taking off at the same time. So it's, you know, it's tough. I'm learning how to say no now. Just listening to all the moms, reading their stories, just the mentorship. Yeah, having those boundaries is so important. And most of us really feel awkward sometimes enforcing boundaries. It is. It is awkward because, you know, the way like Bianca uh, mentioned, we're... We romanticize overworking, work round the clock, you know, put your career first and we shouldn't do that. There's a balance. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I had the opportunity for International Women's Day. I've actually used the community, put out an all call. Who wants to share their story? And I think we had nine members of your community that sent in audio. And almost to a person, the theme that I loved that emerged was the system didn't work for me. So I made it my own way. Yeah, absolutely. And you see that modeled in the group. Yeah, and that is such a powerful message that you don't have have to do it the way that other people have done it and follow somebody else's checklist. Yeah. And for me, before before that exposure that I saw other people were doing that, before that, I thought that the path was you work at a firm, you work and work and work, and then you you get yourself, you know, you elevate through the through the ladder and then eventually you reach your goal. But then I realized the goal doesn't align with my life and what I want. And it was nice to see that other people had, you know, found a way to make it work better for them. You don't have to do it that way. So what's been the biggest surprise for you over the years? What what juicy stories or really interesting, amazing things have emerged. I was shocked by some, you know, some of our members, we have um, Emily Grandstaff Rice in our group and Rosa Shang and some, you know, some very high profile women that are very successful and they're moms and they're, and they're interested in what we're doing. Well, I think it's a testament to the quality of community that's there, that they, they want to be part of it. Have you ever had anything kind of go wrong or bad happen? I wouldn't say really a uh... We do have to monitor the content to keep it on topic. And sometimes uh, we've had to say, sometimes things have to be removed because it just becomes kind of a lot of work to, to monitor the comments and keep it focused on what we're about. But we haven't really had much problem with that in a long time. I think once people caught on that, okay, you know, you want to be careful about acting professional all the time. When you're on our forum and you're commenting and you're posting, you are in a professional space. You don't want to 
say or do anything in this space that you wouldn't say or do in an office uh, work environment. So I think once we really communicated that, the, the few straggling people that might have felt like it was a place to, and we talked about venting earlier. I don't, I don't see a ton of venting really, but um, we're, we've been cautious and we brought in extra moderators to help us make sure that we're able to stay on top of everything. And we encourage people to report anything to us that they think is off topic or not appropriate. And I mean, moms know how to behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is really a, a pretty good self-moderating group. I mean, we don't have to step in very often at all. You know, in the beginning, we set our, our boundaries and we made that clear and everybody respects that. So it's, you know, we really haven't had any issues other than the, the typical internet forum issues that you have sometimes. We've been very lucky. We have an awesome, awesome group of people. We three have become very close because we've spent a lot of time talking to each other. Yes. Really what those boundaries are exactly and sometimes it just comes down to some things some topics of discussion are just too much work to monitor so we just yeah yeah Uh, yeah, it's been a lot of a lot of time and a lot of work really kind of creating the environment that we want to have here no a lot of love you know it's all volunteer work do it just yes 100 just for the community yeah Yeah. we have never tried to monetize the group or promote the group for any reason other than the community that we have and we provide and that we all benefit and it, it shows it is a very powerful community, just as the three of you have formed a network and facilitated others to do that. Do you have any experiences to share about something that maybe went beyond just the group that is a testament to the power of the networks that were formed? I study with some of the moms in the group and just having conversations, I've been told that they felt empowered, empowered, and they they were able to go to their boss and tell them, you know, um, I need a raise or promotion. Like they just, they felt that empowerment. So yeah, it was, it was nice to hear that. <laughs> yeah. And from, I mean, me personally, it, it's totally changed my life from whenever I came into the group to, to now. I mean, I, I started as a stay at home mom with, you know, ideas of what I wanted to do, but really no clue if I could or how to get there. And I, this year opened up my firm and I, I have my first commercial client now, and I'm just very excited about the growth. And that was only possible because the mentorship, the encouragement, the community that we have. Yeah. Have, have you three ever had a chance to meet in person? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Bianca and I don't live too far away from each other, but and we would have met if it weren't for COVID. Came over to Tampa a couple of times, but, um, we were being extra cautious. I would have to um, fly over there on a vacation, fly mm-hmm. to Florida and meet them too, hopefully soon yes. <laughs> after COVID or whatever. Yeah. Do, do you find that some of the women in the group do live near one another and that they're oh, also yeah. meeting offline as well? Oh yeah. There, there have been, um, I don't know if it's a like spinoff groups or if they just happen to meet there, they start their own group that, that's local and they have their own local network now, you know, from meeting there. Yeah. I know that there's one in Atlanta. I shouldn't say, I don't know if they met in our group and then started after that, but it's talked about often. I know that they're all members that live in Atlanta and they connect a lot. They have, I think tea once a month or coffee once a month or something. And uh, I love that. I, I need that in Miami. We don't have a lot of Miami members. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great point. The opportunity to just have a social experience with others. And I think that's one of the things you have to come to terms with as a mom is it's a lot harder to have a social life, mm-hmm. but that time away to recharge is, is important. Do, do you see 
that I know none of you are experts in this either, but is that being facilitated or made okay? Because sometimes self-care feels selfish and we have to really encourage women and especially mothers that they can be better mothers, better partners, better architects if they take the time away yeah. to take care of themselves. Yeah, we had a student post recently and I think it was like 2 a.m. when she posted and several moms came on like, you should be asleep right now. You know, take a break from school. It's going to be okay. <laughs> we do encourage those conversations. Like, if, you know, if anyone asking, you know, self-care or stuff like that, we, we encourage that. So what's next for the community? Is there anything you are thinking about introducing or facilitating through this group? There have been some talk about um, like a mentoring. We, we have a, Facebook has a feature where you can connect mentors with mentees, but it's challenging to find enough mentors sometimes to sign up for a one-on-one thing. So we're talking about starting a spin-off, like a spin-off group for specifically for mentoring where it can be more of a group thing. So I don't know if that's a path we're going to go in or if we're just going to kind of keep it in the main group, but that's the discussion that was brought up recently. I've been thinking lately, I actually haven't talked to you girls about this yet, but <laughs> about having um, like mom awards for mom yeah. Ooh, I used to think like when I was balancing when I was younger and I was a single mom and I was balancing all of these things you know and you go to these AI awards and everybody awards people for just the projects but when you think about if you knew what so many moms were going through with the balancing of like taking care of a parent and, and a child and also doing this great design project all at the same time I thought it would be a fun thing for us to do as our mothers in architecture group is come up with some award you know nominations and then maybe we could, if, now that we're emerging from COVID, we can all go to the AIA convention and, and have a presence there. Maybe next yeah, year. that would be awesome. I think you, you could have, you know, the mother's party. <laughs> yeah, have a mom party. I would, love, I would love, love, love to meet everybody. Like, that's one thing I would love to do. Go to one of these conventions and meet all the moms. Yes. Because <laughs> everyone's so amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I don't think there is such a thing. I know there the AIA has a group of women in architecture, but they don't have anything like this. That might be a really good thing to introduce. So through the community, through the relationships that are being formed, I know we're definitely seeing that people feel more supported. Uh, like they have a sounding board that that's definitely, I think, a really valuable part of the community that am I crazy or is this like really yeah. a thing kind of aspect? But do you also see that women, because they're feeling more empowered, are doing more to advance practice or make a difference? Well, I think the whole world right now has been talking about work-life balance. And I think moms have been working on that for, forever. So we have a lot to teach the rest of the profession uh, about how to move forward in your career and maintain those boundaries and maintain your health and your family life. So I, I do, I see, I've seen a lot of comments like, wow, now everybody's talking about this stuff that we've all been talking about for so long, <laughs> especially bringing work home, going uh, back and forth to the office, try, have, trying to have a conversation on a, a meeting online or on the phone with your kids screaming in the background. <laughs> it's been fun for me to see everyone else have that 
going on when it's been my life for 21 years. <laughs> yeah, and now it's normalized, right? It's okay. Right. People kind of chuckle if the dog starts barking or the doorbell rings. It's such a relief to me. What is your biggest takeaway in terms of what, what this has done for you in your own lives? I've seen you become more empowered, Elsa. I mean, I've seen you. Yeah. You know, have situations come up that you have the strength and the courage to stand up for yourself? Yeah, I, I've grown professionally more. Well, I mean, I credit a lot of it with, you know, to the group because I see just moderating. I see people's experiences, what they do. So I'm like, well, well what if, you know, if I apply that to myself and, you know, take that to work, life. Tara, did you have anything you wanted to share? It's a comfort and a relief to have connection to all these mothers who are in the profession because for so long it felt pretty lonely. So it's wonderful. It's nice yeah, and, to see that there's more of us in the same position. <laughs> and I thank you. And I'm sure everyone who's part of the group thanks you for having the vision to recognize this need and to get it off the ground and to nurture it along. Because I can imagine that this is not a small amount of time to keep this community going and keep it vibrant. It's a little time consuming, but it's, it's rewarding. If listeners want to find you, and join the community what do they need to do just put in mothers in lecture okay. yeah mothers in architecture and we have screening questions because we are very selective in who we allow to join the group it's moms or people who identify as mothers we want to make sure that they're real people and not just blank profiles and so just take the time to answer the questions so we know who you are great well any parting thoughts that you want to share with the audience well uh, yeah, join our group and stick with architecture and keep keep moms in architecture because moms understand space and use of space in ways that other people don't. We need diversity in architecture. We can look at a plan and find out how your three-year-old is going to hurt themselves. You've designed that you think is so cool. Um, so, you know, we need all kinds of diversity and we're, we're one aspect of that. And it is so important to encourage your other moms to stick with it and encourage your coworkers who are not moms to support the moms that are there. Amen. It's so important that, yeah, we don't just have this monolithic idea of practice. And as I think you've mentioned before, Tara, moms were the trailblazers. They were the ones who said, how can I first and started to break the ice for things that now are in a lot of workplaces common and offered to everyone. So thank you for that. And thank you for taking the time and putting in the effort in this community and providing this really, really valuable research resource for women and mothers who often don't have that sounding board or anywhere else to turn. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. The opportunity and the platform to share you know, our mission and about our group. I love being able to do this. And if you are not already a member of this group, go to Facebook. Even if you don't like Facebook, open an account it's worth it <laughs> yes it's so we worth do it. have people that are only only have their profile to be you know in in, the, in that group they don't want to have all the other you know maybe facebook drama so they just have their profile to be in the group that is a testament to what you ladies have put together in in the community and thank you for that thanks for being part of this episode of architecting 
If you enjoyed the show, join our community on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn to keep up with what's in the show pipeline, including a behind-the-scenes look at my architecture lifestyle. Feel free to share your content ideas. Love to hear your feedback. You can also visit architectingpodcast.com to download free career content and learn about my classes, book, and coaching programs. Until next time, stay inspired. Thank you.